everyone to hold on to their shorts because Eli's got some feelings right now. It's an intense moment. Welcome to You've Got a Minute, the You've Got Mail minute-by-minute recap podcast where we, Eli, and Cheyenne, tell you all the great and wonderful things about the movie You've Got Mail. Minute-by-minute. Yeah, it's that simple. Uh, And we're never going to tell you the bad things about it because guess what? There are none. Can't find them. (laughs) We're definitely looking. Have you seen any bad things yet? Not on these New York streets. No. I hear nothing. (laughs) Nothing but the beat of my own Not heart. a sound on the city. Not a sound on the city streets. So there's actually a lot of that that we should unpack later. Um, Before we do, quick recap. Quick recap. I think we've gone through enough detail about where we started, but we've met our characters. We've read our first pieces of mail. Mm-hmm. And now we are saddles blazing on the streets of New York. We have left Joe Fox's home and he's beginning his day. Yeah, so... Uh, Joe Fox was reading an email from Kathleen Kelly, and that email, just like when she was reading his email and it turned into, uh, you know, his narration, his voiceover reading it. So he's reading her email, and as he's doing that, we start to get Kathleen Kelly's voiceover of her reading the email, and she's just talking about how excited she is whenever she gets mail from him. That's what her whole letter is, is just talking about how much she loves letters from him. Uh, that's, it's very charming. It's very sweet. She says the phrase, my breath catches in my chest until I hear three little words. You got mail. The other great part is as she's saying these words, what kicks in? Dreams by the cranberries. And this moment is so, it gives me pangs. Like my heart gets full, it swells, it gets heavy. Yeah. I truly think... The film could have started here. It This is a montage. So as she's saying those words, we're getting a montage of two of them walking down the streets of New York. And absolutely, we could have skipped the entire part in the apartment. It could have gone from the digital version of New York to this song playing and them walking on the streets of New York. Absolutely. That would have made the movie more about just these two characters. Whereas the choices that were made in the first six minutes really tell you how important Frank and Patricia are. Like, these characters cannot be explained, they cannot change, they cannot grow without the opposition of their partners. Yeah, yeah, I think that, you know, I don't think Patricia and Frank are just hurdles for Kathleen and Joe to overcome, but they definitely are hurdles for them. Like, they, you know, these characters have to deal with the fact that they're in relationships, spoiler, that, you know, they will not end up in. Uh, that they are in... That's a pretty big fucking spoiler. <laughs> Listen, who's on the cover? We, I mean, come on. It's not Frank. It's not Frank. <laughs> Patricia's on the cover of something else. She's like on the side where it says VHS. Is she really? I have no idea. <laughs> it doesn't say VHS. Well, I guess it does say VHS. She's just injecting caffeine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it definitely could have started here, but I think we want to get to know our characters first, and we want to get to know the conflict that is ahead. Uh, and we wouldn't. We would just think, oh, these are two people who are in love with each other, and that's fine, and there's no problems with it. But what we're learning is this is a problem. Um, is it a problem if reading someone's email makes you feel like dreams by the cranberries? It's so charming. It's a wonderful montage. It's like a. Uh, love- uh, 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 
Well, we'll see you next time after our new microphone comes in the mail from Amazon. I'm sorry that this one... Can you guys hear me? Hello? <laughs> oh, jeez. No, I'm kidding. Uh... <laughs> I didn't even get to the best part. Man, I can't imagine a part better than that. <laughs> uh, it's a montage of them walking down the streets of New York. We see New York businesses opening. They're pulling up the like security great things. Uh, they're turning on their lights. Kathleen and Joe are both just like strutting down the street, just feeling really good. They're really feeling themselves. Kathleen has like a little skip in her step. She literally skips down a step at one point. We're just getting a, a little glimpse of the local color. Yeah, you can really tell that these people love their lives. They, they love, love where they live. They love where they live, and their emails to each other energize them. You know, like, it's the first thing they do in the morning, and it, before that, they're not themselves, and now they've read these emails, and they're ready to have a great day. Wow. S- something I don't think we've talked about, which blows my mind in a film about internet romance, is that is how our romance started. Yeah. Yeah. Our, so a little bit of history about Cheyenne and I is we were exchanging emails long before we knew anything about one another and we were actually business rivals. <laughs> and then you Eli, went out of business. we have not even gotten close to those minutes in the film. And then we fell in love. We met on a dating service just like everyone else in the modern world does. I'm very sad we didn't get to swipe. We met on a desktop. But when you got a message from me, didn't it put a pep in your step? Yeah. Yeah. Except I was getting messages from you multiple times a day, so eventually I got tired from all that pep. Eli! Like, There's too much pep. Don't lie to the listeners at my expense. I was like... Let me tell you real quick, though. I was just waiting for messages for Eli, but he was really juggling mail from a few women. I was just Wednesday. I was the Wednesday date. But you know what they call Wednesday? Hump day. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God, folks. I, I was make... the Patricia Eden, and I came out on top. Did I make the right choice? Why did I stop you from singing? I don't know. It let you say this. I fa- if you just sang, you never would have said... Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, this is a wonderful moment. My only regret about this moment, the only thing that frustrates me about this moment... Oh, we should mention before we get to that, we do see Joe Fox exiting his apartment... Uh, he lives at Riverside Apartment Building 152, and his email address is NY152. And we see that. This is the only time we see the 152 on his buildings in this shot. Did you mention that the elevator opens to the penthouse? But that's not a plot point. It's character. De- I mean, the fact that Patricia has a printing press and the elevator opens to their home, before we know what's going on, the context tells us yeah, that yeah. Joe Fox is very wealthy. Well, Patricia is very wealthy. Yeah. I'd also have a pep in my fucking step. Yeah. So, listen, the NY152 thing is literally a plot point that they discuss later, whereas what floor Patricia lives on and the printing press, I would say, are never mentioned. Whose apartment do you think it is? And I think we will come to find it is 100% Patricia's apartment. Okay. I like that because that means the printing press is hers as we hypothesize yeah yeah i think it definitely is the thing that frustrates me i don't want to leave you all hanging too long i know you're on the edge of your seats because i was going to tell you what frustrates me is this uh, this minute of the movie literally ends before one of my favorite shot shots uh later on in the movie one one of the characters will talk about how excited they are to leave work and go visit the nut shop a shop that sells candied nuts and he just mentions it he just says i'm going to the nut shop where it's fun and you're like, what the hell is that guy talking about? Well, 
minutes earlier in the film, Joe Fox walks past the nut shop as it's opening. And I was so excited to get to see it. And I, it's not even in this minute, y'all. The energy that I'm feeling right now, the low, disappointed energy, it's going to be reversed, totally reversed in the next episode. You're going to hit play and you're going to hear me feel like a million bucks because I get to see the nut shop. Cheyenne's just blinking at me. She's just, there's like a spider building cobwebs between her <laughs> ear and her shoulder because she hasn't moved. I I feel your pain, but I'm once again perplexed how something like the nut shop can afford New York real estate, commercial real estate. On the Upper West Side, even. How many nuts are they? Like, it's it's a cover for something. Yeah, that's why it's so fun. That's where George... That's, <laughs> that's where he gets drugs. That's where George's uh, fight club... <laughs> you know, all the different little fight clubs that get set up? That's where George's the is. First rule of nut shop is you don't talk about <laughs> You don't about talk the about the nut, nut shop, shop yeah. He's a rule breaker. <laughs> all right. Until next episode. Until next time. Listen to Dreams by the Cranberry. Send an email to someone you love. And thank you. And thank you. Thank you. See you next episode. We're going to the nut shop where it's fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of You've Got a Minute. You can find future episodes wherever you get your podcast. And hey, if you'd like to leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. If you'd like to say hi, our email is ygampodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'll see you next episode. Thank you.